This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 520 Can a comic book collector of over 30 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Let's all take our seats. It's Crisis 302. We're being invaded. This is how I got my wife read comics. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts and blogs, or you can subscribe via iTunes and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, follow us on Twitter at sfppn, check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn, or call us at 614-321-9737, that's 614-321-9SFP. We are taping in advance and covering what became an annual DC tradition post-Crisis on Infinite Earths, across-the-line crossovers. Some actually had long-term impacts, while others, like this one, really did not. Invasion was a 1989 crossover involving an eponymous three-issue miniseries with tie-ins to other DC titles. Concept is simple. A gallery of alien races decides to conquer the Earth. The overall plot was from Keith Giffen, and he used it to tie up plot lines in his other titles like Omega Men, Justice League International, and Legion of Superheroes. Invasion! Don't forget the exclamation point. Written by Keith Giffen and Bill Mantelio. Pencils by Todd McFarlane, Bart Sears, and Giffen. Inks by Joe Rubenstein, P. Craig Russell, Tom Christopher, Dick Giordano, Al Gordon, and McFarlane. Lettering by Gaspar, colors by Carl Gafford, and edited by Andy Heffler. Book one, The Alien Alliance. This is an 80-page issue with no ads. The cover shows an alien with his hand grasping the earth. Chapter one, The Dominators, classic big-head aliens with... Mostly large red dots on their foreheads have kidnapped 50 random humans and taken them to a random world. Why? To examine them under duress and see if they manifest superpowers. There's a little argument between the Dominators and the Coons, a warlike bullying race, about how long this will take, and then the hostages are blasted in an overblown manner. The hypothesis was that maybe one would survive, but six made it out. Well, seven, but she's almost dead. The new hypothesis that many humans have within them a metagene, trademark, which can activate upon stress. This is presented at the Dominion Council. The gist? Humans have a lot of variations. Humans are belligerent. Many humans have the metagene. Natural selection will ensure that all humans will have the metagene eventually. Hence, humans will eventually all possess powers and use them to conquer the universe. The only option? Nullify Earth while humanity is too weak to oppose them. Since Earth already has a lot of metahumans, plus allies such as the Green Lantern Corps, as of this writing, down to four members, the Dominators and the Coons will need allies of their own. Cut to the world of El Shittai, inhabited by insect-like creatures with bulbous eyes. Their council is debating joining the Alliance, but their former GL member argues against it. A sniper's pistol ends that argument. 
Cut to another former GL running through the sewers of another planet. Easy pickings for a Kund. A former third GL is being chased by a Kund warship. He thinks he should contact the Omega Men for help, but gets blasted soon after. Cut to Thanagar, where they are busy sending traitors to a Kundian prison. They are all for the Alliance. Hawkman and Hawkgirl are considered to be traitors as of this writing. Don't get me started who Hawkman and Hawkgirl are at this point in continuity. Cut to Ran, where Adam Strange is making plans. Father-in-law Sardath is against the Alliance, but Adam thinks they should turn him in to the Alliance as a show of good faith and to keep Ran out of it. He figures he can spy on them, and eventually the Zeta Beam will wear off and send him away from them. And as you noted earlier, <laughs> uh, Adam's wife seems to be pregnant all the time. Every time we see her, she's saying to Adam, how can you do this when you're going to be a father soon? Hmm. <laughs> Back to our villains who bring us up to date. Daxum has decided to send observers only. Daxum is a Krypton-like world and created to explain away issues when Superman was the only Kryptonian. Apocalypse replied to the proposal, do as you will with Earth, but do not destroy it, essentially taking the fourth world off the board for this event. So it's time for the Alien Alliance roll call. Durla, a shape-shifting race and the eventual home of the Legion of Superheroes Chameleon Boy, the Gil Dishpan, worm-like creatures in globes, the Warlords of Arkara, blue-skinned experts in the art of war. The Citadel, dark, rock-like creatures with immense strength. The Scions, a lizard-like race of sadistic scientists, plus the Dominion, Kuns, Thanagarians, and Daxamites already covered. Now it's time to talk war! Chapter 2. Adam Strange is now on a prison planet with cellmate Garen Bex, a new character. They watch prisoners get spun inside stasis cells and sent off to the Scions as they look for more metas. Meanwhile, the Omega Men get the distress call and wind up getting attacked by Durlins posing as Primus's ship. They are quickly overrun and captured. Meanwhile, more races are joining the Alliance. Gargwax, a Doom Patrol villain, wants to be paid to join up but ends up getting scared off instead. Back to Adam and Garen arguing about their next steps. Garen figures he might as well be ruled here as anywhere else the Alliance controls, while noting a passive Kaluan in the corner. Of course, Adam's a hero, and he won't just stand around. Chapter 3. The Okarans have built a fleet of ships for the invasion, which quickly huddle up at the edge of Earth's solar system. Back to the Dominion, where a minor castling has a notion to just neutralize the metagene instead. The fleet approaches Earth, who finally notices what's happening. Down on Earth, the Zeta Beam drops off Adam Strange, only to find the Kund waiting for him. Back at the prison, the escape results in a random group of prisoners being executed. Garen notices that the Kaluan is unperturbed by the whole thing. One of the wardens insists on seeing the black module where metahumans are being kept sedated. His reward is almost being executed himself by the automated security system. Garen Beck gets a new cellmate, the Kaluan, He's been using his computer brain to plan an escape. Chapter 4. Australia is target zero for the invasion as fleets of ships decimate cities and populations. It was partially chosen due to its isolated status and the fact that they have few superheroes. The Daxamite observers there receive the yellow sun rays and delight in their Superman-like powers. The Kuns are ready to add them to their arsenal, but the Daxamites remain as observers only. 
The Australian government sues for peace while survivors are sent to camps. The plan is to stop here for now and let the terror grow over the earth. They will then allow peace if the heroes are restrained. The Spectre watches all this and wonders, and then is called in by the Lords of Order who tell him to stay out of it since the Lords of Chaos are involved and DCU's greatest force is taken off the table. They also ask him to stop the other mystical heroes from getting involved. Back to Australia, where troops have found the embassy of the JLI, the Boahaha era League, had embassies all over the earth, a condition from the UN. They also found Tasmanian Devil, one of the few Australian heroes who had already sent out a distress call. Meanwhile, in Louisiana, where Amanda Waller gets the news from Maxwell Lord, the president has told Task Force X to stand down regarding the alien attack. Yeah, like that's going to stop her. Max also tells the JLI to do the same, and Martian Manhunter is less than pleased. The concern is over what the aliens will do to Australians if they attack. Like something they haven't already done? The word comes down from the Alliance. Surrender your heroes, or the rest of the world will be wiped out. The UN debates and finally votes. Cut to the Daily Planet, where Jimmy shows Perry the front page. Earth to invaders. Drop dead. Book 2, Battleground Earth. Again, an 80-page issue with no ads. The cover shows an Iwo Jima-style shot with Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Captain Atom, and Firestorm lifting a UN flag. We get a long intro, five pages, showing a UN report and bringing us up to date. A crisis team has been put together. General Ealing in charge of armed forces, Captain Adam in charge of the superheroes, Amanda Waller in charge of intelligence, with Maxwell Lord being the JLI liaison. Alien troops are in place. In Moscow, China, the Akarans, the Gilgispan are in the Arctic Circle, the Kund are in Australia, and the Durlins are in Cuba. We get a rundown of the inevitable tie-in comics. Aquaman, the Doom Patrol, and the Sea Devils fought the Gildish Pan, resulting in the death of Celsius. Adam and Kronos attacked the Kund base. Starman, the Will Payton edition, was almost captured during an attempt to release others, only netting Adam Strange. Animal Man defeated a Thanagarian force. Wonder Woman fought a Kund operation in the South Pacific. The JLI inflicted heavy losses on the alien fleet. Oberon fought off a battalion of mini-commandos. The New Guardian slowed an Khan match in China, and Captain Adam failed to reach a weapon satellite. Flash fought against the Cuban Durlins along with the Manhunter. Superman has met with the aliens and brokered a ceasefire for now. Chapter 1. A huge group of heroes, the terrible artwork makes it hard to pick many of them out, is it NORAD to hear the next steps. Both the heroes and the leaders are unsure about being here at all. Superman gives an update on the ceasefire, only agreed to in order to give Earth 24 hours to round up the heroes. Max Lord wants to know why they haven't just wiped the Earth out of space already. Intelligence shows that the Alliance is doing some sort of experiments on captured heroes. Options? Nuclear attack? Well, they would just have more powerful weapons. Surrender the heroes? What about new metas popping up? Will the Alliance just occupy Earth permanently or wipe it out? Nope, it's better to do a coordinated attack. Captain Adam lays it out. The main alliance base is in Australia with a space base on the far side of the moon. Batman asks if they have enough super firepower to do all of this. Waller agrees and says there's only one alternative. Bring in the supervillains to help. 
back with the bad guys as the Dominion leaders discuss their next steps. They allowed the ceasefire with the hope of ending the war without further casualties, and, if not, to have time to shore up reinforcements. They note that the other races are in total ignorance of our true purpose in launching the invasion. This is necessary since Earth's doom is also theirs. Can I get a bwahaha? Meanwhile, the coons are getting restless. Fortunately, they get their chance to fight as Earth breaks the ceasefire an hour early. Chapter 2 our Australian Battalion, Superman, G.L. Hal, Firestorm, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, Martian Manhunter, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, Firehawk, G.L. Guy, Negative Woman, Starman, Creeper, Peacemaker, Fire, and the Atom. We get a few pages of crashing and fighting, then cut to the Daxamites doing what they do best, observing. They agree only to fight Superman and only to defend themselves. Cut to the Arctic Circle and the continuing battle there. Aquaman, Aqualad, Robot Man, the Doom Patrol, and the Sea Devils make their next assault on the Gildish Pan. More explosions and fighting follow. Back to Australia and yet more fighting. The Daxamites confront Superman and order him to cease hostilities. Cal is quickly surprised and knocked back by their newfound powers. Then you're not always this, uh, aggressive? As we said, we are observers, right? I, uh, forgot. Meanwhile, the Dominion and Kundian leaders are squabbling. The Dominion expects the Kund warriors to do their job. The Kund are mad that a ceasefire gave the heroes a chance to organize. Forces are pulled from the South Pacific, but not before the Kund punches the Dominator in the teeth. Out at the space base, a new hero has been captured, Flash. They begin to examine him, and then he blows up, taking them out. Sound does not carry in the airless vacuum of space. Use your imagination. The hero bomb was built by LexCor. Luther is angry he wasn't asked to help in the battle. Back to Soups, who notes the Daxamites are slowing down. In fact, they poop out at 50,000 feet. The Kuhn forces from the South Pacific counterattack and a ragtag band of metas watch. Captain Boomerang, Nemesis, Black Orchid, Nightshade, others I can't place, and... Is that Ambush Bug? After the combined attack, Cuba is in revolt of the Durlins. The South Pacific base is being battered, and part of the space base was just blown up. So the Kund commander is called back to shore up the ladder. Soups has now pulled the Daxamites into space where Earth's atmosphere can't hurt them. We know that they can't handle lead, but that's an unknown at this time to continuity. The Kund left them to die, but Superman saved them. Perhaps they're on the wrong side. Back at NORAD, with personnel being freed up from other battles, it's time to attack the Alliance mothership. Chapter 3. Back at the prison platform, far off in space, a single Dominator has taken out a shuttle. Yep, it's the one with the metagene plan. He plans to go to Earth and test his theory in order to move up in the caste system. He has discovered the secret of the metagene and how to negate it via a gene bomb. We cut to Cuba, where Flash and Manhunter are corralling the Durlins to their doom at Havana Harbor. Wally's father, who's also a manhunter, sets off a bomb once the Durlins reach their HQ, taking them out as well as himself. Back in space, Superman and his new Daxamite allies are attacking the space base. The JLI are pinned down and they rendezvous. Guy is wary of aliens, of course, but the others welcome the help. The big guns can't take out the guns quickly enough to guarantee the JLI's safety, and John tells them to do what they must, impressing the Daxamites again. 
They note that one of the Daxamites is missing. He returned to Earth to send a message to their planet, dying in the attempt. In Moscow, heroes are fighting the Akarans, Bronze Tiger, the New Guardians, Shade the Changing Man, and Rocket Red. Things are not going well. Back at NORAD, Waller is angry that Superman and the JLI left Earth when they were needed the most. Captain Adam tells her they are doing their bit. Back in space, more arguing among the Alliance, and the Dominion tells the Coons that they just don't see the big picture. Over to the prison, where a riot is in progress. The Kaluan uses this as a cover to get into the Black Module with the assistance of a rogue Durlin. Garen has released the prisoners, including the Omega Men. With the extra firepower, they break out, and the stress activates the various metahuman powers. More arguing between Dominators and Durlins before a Daxamite fleet arrives. The Alliance is saved? Now, Mark, is this Kaluan in the prison from Legion? He will eventually be part of the 20th Century Legion, yes. Okay, so this was before L-E-G-I-O-N. This actually kicks off the Legion title. Ah, Garen Beck is also going to be a member of Legion. Okay, chapter four. So, the Alliance is saved, or the Daxamites announce they are on Earth's side. They send a message of greetings to Earth, and Max and Adam are shocked and thrilled. A battalion of supermen make short work of the Alliance fleet. With the command structure and support gone, Earth's heroes route the aliens planet-wide. The Dominators send out an order. The invasion is secondary. Allies are expendable. The only important thing is the metahuman project. The Alliance races quickly turn on each other, and all but the Dominators and Kuhn cease hostilities. Turns out the order that was sent was false, just to turn them on each other, which it did. There are only two options, surrender or take out Earth and themselves. The Kund, assuming the Dominion will surrender, incinerates the Dominator. His plan, announce surrender, then double-cross Earth. At that point, he takes a gun and blows his own head off. Dead man took him over. But the surrender order sent out, the war is over. Captain Adam addresses the Earth at the UN. It's an unconditional surrender, except for the Dominators and Kund. The other races will be allowed to leave peacefully, with Dominators and Kuhn disarmed and escorted out of the solar system by the Daxum. There's a lot of stuff about how everyone came together and how great superheroes are. So it's over? Book 3, World Without Heroes. Another 80-page issue, no ads. The cover shows various heroes flying out in space. Chapter 1. Remember our rogue Dominator? Well, he just set off the gene bomb, and we get pages in a negative effect as the world sees what happens. The Dominator then returned to his home world to accept his glory. Cut to Major Force, Captain Adam's supervillain, who leaves a bar after feeling woozy. Captain Adam's power goes out of control, and he gets clear of Earth before he explodes. Starman watches the power elite all go out of control. Firestorm does the same as the Rocket Red Brigade watches. Robot Man watches the Doom Patrol lose control of their powers. Luthor offers Max and the JLI assistance in the new crisis, and they reluctantly accept it. We see panel after panel of heroes out of control. Cut to Washington. The president wants to call in the Marines, but General Eiling and Dr. Megala disagree. How about having the unaffected heroes subdue the berserk ones? Eiling ignores the presidential order and forces are collected at JLI embassies. He gives Max Lord six hours to contain them or troops will be sent in. 
Meanwhile, a crystalline mountain is growing in Manhattan. Green Lantern's Hal and Guy contain Captain Adam's energy blast. Blue and Gold stop Animal Man from rampaging at Marine World. Mr. Miracle, Kilowog, and the Hawks work to contain the new Guardians. The Suicide Squad fights Nightshade at Belle Reve. The Rocket Red Brigade fights their super brethren. It just goes on and on. Even Gnort shows up. Meanwhile, the remaining Omega Men, along with the Blasters, a space team run by Snapper Carr, are on their way to Earth. Speaking of Earth, the out-of-control heroes suddenly start collapsing and are taken to a medical complex at LexCorp. Chapter 2. Ealing arrives at the LexCorp medical facility just in time for a briefing. It appears that the Metagene is now attacking the bodies of their hosts and could kill them. We then see a massive room filled with heroes and villains in beds. Max Lord feels woozy. As we know, but he doesn't, he's also a metahuman. All they can do for now is keep the patients comfortable until they come up with an answer. Cut to Oberon trying to coordinate the non-affected heroes as bad guys take advantage of the chaos. Max Lord pulls together a team, Hal and Guy, Rocket Red, Starman, Robot Man, and Martian Manhunter for a special mission to the Dominion homeworld. Hal and Guy will get them there, although it will exhaust their powers to do so. So how are they planning on getting home? Um, they're going to figure that out later. <laughs> Max suddenly collapses and is taken to the ward, along with Major Force, who is just dropped off by Batman. Remember him? Meanwhile, the media keeps asking, where is Superman? Well, he runs into the mission team as they leave Earth. Supes won't return to Earth due to issues in his own titles, because he's playing a subconscious vigilante while he slept. Mm. So he... When Superman fell asleep, he would get back up in a somnambulant state and be a vigilante. And he didn't want to be the vigilante, so he's like, I just won't be on Earth for now. Mm. An alien ship comes into view. It's the Omega Men who offer to ferry the others to the Dominion. Back on Earth, the first casualty of the Gene Bomb. Scott Fisher, member of the Doom Patrol, 1988-1989. Rest in peace. Amanda visits Max in his, of course, private room, and assuming he's unconscious, tells him that he's one of the best and not to die on her. Of course, Max is awake, and a lot of swearing follows. Back on the Dominion world, plans are being made for a war with Kundia. Also, our rogue dominator is not being lauded, but interrogated. Their plans to use Meta is ruined, and they want to know if the gene bomb can be reversed. That's the only reason they didn't execute him. Chapter 3, the heroes on the Omega Men ship find out via internal communique, a.k.a. poor writing, about the rogue Dominator and the gene bomb. John shapeshifts into a Dominator and Carr snaps him down to the planet. His power is teleportation via snapping his fingers. Lame. Well, at least he's not wiping out 50% of the Earth's population That's true. when he snaps his fingers. They learn the rogue Dominator is being held on the other side of the planet. Back on Earth, who walks into the medical facility, but Metamorpho? His character was dead at this point in continuity, but the gene bomb resurrected him. Cut to a Mr. Redditch, who's at the doctor. He's feeling very ill. A shadowy figure reports in that, I think we got one. Redditch then collapses in the waiting room. Back to the Dominion world, where John in disguise, along with Robot Man, there's various robots around, so he's fine, try to bluff their way in. He happens to disguise himself as a high-caste official with a really big dot on his head, so the ploy works. John pulls the antidote out of the rogue Dominator's mind. The problem? 
Specific equipment is needed, which happens to be back at the prison. Also, the Dominators finally notice their ship and attack. They return fire with Cal, Hal, and Guy. After an interlude back on Earth, the team makes it back to the prison. They make it to the equipment unobserved at first, but not for long. John and an Omega Man begin reprogramming the computers to make the antidote while the others hold off the troops. The antidote is created, and they escape just before a Kundian ship attacks and destroys the prison. Vabadoom! Back on Earth, the world's best minds have given up. The heroes are doomed. Not so fast, here comes the cavalry. The Omega Men drop off the team, and they move the antidote bomb in place. The bomb is set off while the military is about to announce the bad news. Doctors rush out to stop the press conference. Later in Metropolis, Perry picks up a copy of the planet from a newsstand. Rebirth! Earth's heroes cured! Where have I heard rebirth before? This climax is followed by the end? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And an ad for new DC titles. Justice League Europe, Blasters, Legion, and the Spectre. There's Legion. Yep. As always, DC's crossovers involve a number of existing and special titles. Here they are. Daily Planet number one. Checkmate number 11 and 12. Firestorm the Nuclear Man, Volume 2, 80 and 81. Flash, Volume 2, 21 and 22. JLI, 22, 23. Manhunter, 8 and 9. Wonder Woman, Volume 2, 25, 26. Superman, Volume 2, 26, 27. Adventures of Superman, 449, 450. And Animal Man, 6 and 7. Doom Patrol, Volume 2, 17 and 18. Power of the Atom, 7 and 8. Starman, 5 and 6. Swamp Thing, Volume 2, 80 and 81. Captain Adam, 24 and 25. Detective 595. The New Guardians, 6 and 7. The Spectre, Volume 2, 23 and 24. Suicide Squad, number 23. Justice League Europe, number 1. Blaster Special, number 1. And Legion 89, number 1. And of course, Invasion was the inspiration for one of the DC show crossovers on the CW, as well as season two of the Young Justice animated series. In our next class, Future Armageddon. Sorry, know who's on the cover because we are taping this in advance. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.